What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of the Just Joe podcast. This one, I get back to the healthy side of things. A little bit of my fitness journey as I bring in my good friend and nutrition guru, Ed to Nike. Ed was instrumental in me losing over 90 pounds, getting healthy, and learning how not to just diet, but to have a new, healthier lifestyle, new habits, new things. We talk all of that in this episode. Everybody, welcome Ed to Nike. This podcast is brought to you by Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge. Guys, you like smoking cigars? Ladies, you like smoking cigars? You can go there. You can buy some of the finest cigars in the area. You can also sit in the lounge and relax and enjoy them in a nice, nice environment. Check out Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge located in Burton in the 5501 Bartell Road. Tismart Cigar Shop and Lounge. Are we up and running? I'm going to even pronounce your name correctly today. You can try it? No, I... Tanike. Tanike. I've had Tanike from Ultimate Health and Performance. UHP? Yeah, UHP is, uh, he's my nutritionist. He's the guy that helped me kind of like, um, uh, I learned how to eat again. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, well, here's the thing. Everyone, oh, what are you doing, keto? Or do you, do you not eat carbs? Do you not? I'm like, no, I eat food. And they're like, well, what kind of food? I'm like, food? All what do you? Kinds. I go, what do you eat? <laughs> I go, I eat everything. I'm like, I don't eat garbage. I'm like, I'm not scarfing. I go, I go, like, I'll go, let's exclude pizza and fast food and snacks. I go, but what is the basis of you eating? Like chicken? Yeah. I go, vegetable? Yeah. Potato? Yeah. I go, that's what I eat. Yeah. And I season it. Mm-hmm. And I go, 40% of my daily intake of 2,600 calories a day is carbs. So I don't cut carbs out. At all. Yeah. Whether you're cutting or, you know, in a maintenance phase or building, you're going to be around 40%. 40% of like, I like, I like 40%. So what, what's the danger? We'll get back to like your little journey and everything, but what's the danger of, of people just like, hey, I'm going to get rid of carbs. I'm going to stop eating carbs. But they're not really. They're just not eating bread. They think not eating bread, they're not eating carbs. But carbs exist in everything. Yeah, kind of. So, um, <clears throat> One of the big things that you can, so ketogenic, you know, 5% of your total calories is going to be carbohydrates, 85% fat, and then the remainder, so like 10% protein. That's true keto. And that can work really well for certain populations. But research, true, like again, true keto, most people do like a modified Atkins. But when you, when you talk true ketogenic, you have a performance decrease for six months. And I currently have a client who said he wanted to go keto. So, you know, I throw all the warnings out there. Mm -hmm. And because he's an ultra runner and he's running 100-mile foot races, for him, it's not a bad idea uh, conceptually. But in practice, it's really hard because, you know, most of what you want to eat during a 100-mile race is going to be carbohydrates. So you have to restructure your whole thought process. So from a high-intensity training aspect... Anytime you're working out over 75%, your body is going to demand a higher rate of glucose than it does fat. So that's where ketogenic diets will fail you. But so you, so, just, you won't but have keto, the energy. Keto, you, can, you can make ketogenic a, a lifestyle. You wouldn't suggest that sure. as a, a... You can? Yeah. It, it, so, it sounds terrifying to me because I've, I've heard... So, not that it's bad, but if it's done incorrectly and most people are doing keto via the internet or some yeah. article... And I've heard doctors say, man, I've watched 
patients like their cholesterol go through the roof or this go through like have right yeah issues. i mean i call it i call that dirty keto when you have like for breakfast i'm gonna have a, a keto bomb which is like you know ghee butter i don't care what kind of butter it is butter's you know butter's when you butter. butter's butter really it's yeah. just saturated fat yeah you can get clarified butter you can get you know carry gold it's it's all still at the end of the day it's all butter and you're going to mix that with your coffee and then some MCT oil. And it's like, sure. And then you're going to have two eggs and then you're going to have some bacon and that's breakfast. And it's like, wow, you've met you, you know, three days worth of saturated fat for your first meal of the day. So even when you do true ketogenic, you should still not be over 7% of saturated fat in your total, total day. So, and then if you already have high cholesterol, it should be no more than 5%. Yeah. So of that 85% of your fat, you know, between five and 7% coming saturated would be a tiny percentage, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's so small and people just don't realize that they're like, Oh, well it's, you know, I can eat eggs and bacon and, and lard and whatever else. And it's like, cool, just throw some fruit loops in Crisco and you'll be good and you'll be dead in 10 years. Yeah. Like it's, it's still not, you know, there's so much more that goes into it than the internet in, you know, and that's what, that's the, you know, but when we talk about it from a lifestyle perspective, one of my nutrition professors, actually the dean of nutrition um, where I got my master's, he's an, he's an epileptic. So it's been, there's tons of study and tons of research that shows that ketogenic diet, when done properly, can actually be really beneficial for pediatric right. epilepsy and even adult epilepsy in monitoring, or not monitoring, but um preventing additional um epileptic episodes so since since my professor went keto now probably seven years ago he hasn't had a single episode that's crazy which so it's it's, it's it really a work. person person the person basis you know but getting back to what got you in to want and be more i mean i'm sure you did you get fit you know because i mean our backgrounds you know we were Big dudes were both, you and I were both athletes. You were yep. an athlete in high school. And then, you, you know, we yeah. became 20 somethings and we yeah. partied and we drank a lot of beer and probably lived a lifestyle that wasn't that great. And we put the weight on, right? Yeah. But what got you like, okay, and I don't want to get fit. And then what got you to wanting to be nutrition oriented more than just being fit? Sure. So, uh, I'm sure this is a loaded question because there's a lot you can yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, there's here, a lot but, of, but, but, but there know, was the really like, there was, there was one, there was one point. Uh, I was working with kids. Uh, like I started, I, when I stopped playing baseball, I had, I had like a weird relationship with it because I had literally put all of my eggs into that basket. And then when I got hurt, that led to the whole downward spiral to becoming like 240 pounds almost. I was working with a group of kids and I was throwing off the mound and showing them how to do mechanics. And one of their uncles was a very good friend of mine that I grew up playing baseball with. And he just was laughing and he, I go, what's, what's so funny? And he goes, you look like David Wells. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Right. Cause I'm thinking like David Wells is, he's a big boy. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's a big, he was a big left-handed pitcher for the Yankees and then the Blue Jays. Yeah. And, but I mean, he was massive. But he was also like six, five or six, yeah, he was six, six five. Two, right? So, yeah. I mean, maybe me standing on a, on a 12 <laughs> foot or 12 inch mound made me look six, five, but, um, I took it as like, oh, this isn't good. Yeah. And, and I had at that point, I had 
been looking into becoming a personal trainer because I wanted to I wanted to help kids, but I also knew I had a pitching I had a one of my baseball coaches growing up was a was a real big guy. And whenever he would tell us about doing sprints, I just always remember like thinking like why don't you try a sprint? Yeah. You know, like just being, being a young asshole. I was like, <laughs> I had a, I had a football, like, I had a football you coach like that one time. He wanted <laughs> so, me to do this. I'm like, why don't you do that? Yeah. And so I was like, how can I tell people to train and lose weight and do all this stuff if I look like shit? Yeah. And so that was, that was really what kind of started the whole catalyst. And then fast forward to, uh, you know, three and a half years ago or so. Um, it was when I had first made the transition over to CrossFit Syracuse that uh, Dan and Ellen had said that, you know, they didn't have a nutrition program. And I had always kind of tinkered with nutrition with clients because I would see the limited results we'd get through training because everything went back to nutrition. And, you know, so they had a need. I had a desire. I And it was, you know, it actually worked out really well. From one perspective, I, I wasn't training a bunch of hours, so I had the time to commit to going back to school and getting my master's. So I made the commitment then that, you know what, I'm going to spend, I, I figured it would be a good supplement to my training background. Right. And then the more I got into it, I was like, holy shit, I've been looking at this puzzle the wrong way for you know 12 years. And it's really nutrition, and then the training is a supplement no, to the nutrition side. And I tell everybody, I'm like, they're like, they ask, they're like, well, what's the gym that you went to and you lost all the weight? I'm like, well, let's let's let me explain something. I'm like, the gym didn't make me lose the weight. I go, it probably helped. It definitely helps. It definitely helps, but it's not the reason why I lost weight because I was there for nearly three months before I came to you. Before I was like, I'm here. I feel like I'm getting stronger. I'm like, my my lung capacity is getting better, but I'm. I'm looking the same. None of my, all my clothes are fit. Some of them were actually fitting tighter. Mm-hmm. So I think I was probably putting on muscle or God knows what was going yeah. on. And, and that was like, Oh, what do I got to do now? And once the nutrition came, it just, it changed the entire yeah. game. Cause I don't know. Everyone's like, well, it's 80%, 20%, you know, 80% nutrition, 20% gym. I mean, I don't know if that's a, 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 a ratio that is a, I, yeah, I don't a know, science to it, but regardless, sure. I go. I tell people you can go to the gym for an hour, but if you're an asshole to your body for the next twenty three hours of the day, it does it negates or even reverses what you did at the gym. Yeah, yeah. And that and that was something that I knew. Um, I knew that most of my most of my personal training clients. That's that's how it was. They'd see me three hours a week at most. I mean, if you're training three hours a week with a trainer, that's that's a lot. Most, most people don't even do that. Most people do two half hours or three half hours a week, something like that. So add, add some CrossFit classes, even if you're doing CrossFit or any type of high, in, you know, high intensity interval training for an hour, four or five days a week, you can undo that in one evening. You know, yeah. you can have pizza and wings and there it goes. Like, you, you know, in, in, that's why a lot of, there's been a lot of research on it. Like people will join a gym thinking that they're going to lose weight and they all end up maintaining or actually gaining weight because the thought process is, well, I took a spin class, so I burned 600 calories. And it's like, you probably didn't burn 600 calories in that spin class. I mean, it's an hour. So, you know, even, even to running burn 600 calories an hour, you got to be. doing. So if you want to, that's, that's running, you know, if you were running six miles an hour, you'd burn about, you know, typically one, 100 calories is about a mile, whether you walk, run or crawl. 
the variable in that is going to be your time domain, right? So right. if you sprint one mile, you might get there in five minutes. If you walk one mile, you get there in, I don't know, let's say 17 minutes. You're going to burn around 100 to 110 calories. So when people look at some of these workouts and they're like, oh, well, this is, you know, I burned 800 calories in this workout. And it's like, do you feel like you ran eight miles? Yeah. You were running eight miles an hour? And, you know, because Zumba will sell that, right? So, yeah. you know, oh, you can burn 800 calories in this class. And it's like, yeah, if you're a professional Spanish dancer, <laughs> sure can. <laughs> but if you're the if you're the 70-year-old lady standing in the back that doesn't yeah. know that she came with two left feet, <laughs> she's yeah. not I, burning I, I don't even... I mean, there's there's an option in, within the app that I use that you that you that we use with you which will be branded that you, this that week. you put oh yeah 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 sweet it's all finally that done. you can put you know like hey what what workout did you do but I just don't feel I'm like I don't you don't put have that to. in there yeah because I I account for that when I when I structure a meal plan I put in you know I try to break your exercise down to calories per minute. Right. And then calculate it out that way, which I think is a pretty realistic way of approaching it. Right. Um, and again, it's never going to be a perfect science because you can do like today you guys did Connor. You could have done Fran yesterday. It's like, well, Fran, if you're done in five minutes, cool. Right. But, you know, you're burning 20 calories a minute for five minutes. OK. Yeah. You know, or, or go do Murph and it's a 60 minute workout. Right. You know, Connor's it's like it's a, you know, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. I was say 28. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, it varies every day. So it's just, I, I think that's the biggest thing that people need to, to realize. And this is the thing that I watched when I watched Fed Up, is that they showed, and I brought this up in the podcast with Dan, is that the fitness explosion started, like, let's just say the Jane Fonda thing. Because that's yeah, really 70s. when, right, in late 70s, early 80s. And from that time, and all the way until now, gym memberships are just still exploding. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at now. I mean, we've gotten, there's two more gyms coming yeah. to town, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. they keep and people are signing up, but yet people are still getting more obese at, at the same rate. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I'm it's a, like I'm a, our society's getting fitter, but yet they're getting more obese. Yeah, I'm, because, a, I'm a huge fan of Mark Hyman and yeah. I, Dan is Dan. Actually, I know Dan's Dan's father um, is as well, but Dan, Dan likes a lot of his stuff as well. It, it makes, it, it makes, makes a lot of sense. sense. Yeah. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, but I, I go, you watch me eat. And sometimes like you watch me just eat a very large meal mm-hmm. and you know, I'm like, you can eat and you can spice it up and there's ways to get around it and there's ways to do it. And just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a ton of commitment. It's a ton of learning because none of us have learned how to eat other than like, Hey, it's breakfast time. It's lunchtime. It's dinner time. Hey, you want an afternoon snack? You want a morning snack? That's that's all we have as human beings growing up through school. That's the only education we have. Yeah. Well, and, and again, like a lot of that, there was, I mean, when we were growing up, we had the food pyramid. Which is completely fucked. <laughs> yeah. It's so wrong. Yeah, it was literally almost upside down. It was upside down. You know, and, and it was- Ass backwards. It was paid for. It was paid, <laughs> it was for, paid for by- and again, Food like, companies. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to be careful because when I talk about like agriculture, I'm not talking about- the New York State Dairy Association and, and farmers up here. I'm talking about like the mass, yeah. the massive farms that you see, you know, out in the Midwest and things like that. You know, I'm a hundred percent. I support a hundred percent on the local farmers. Um, and I've I've said on every podcast, on every Facebook Live, when I've talked about local farms and such, that I suggest you know, as as you know, people who live in the area, 
you know, go visit your local farmer because what you see there is just nonstop hard work and they're not the ones that have any control over what goes on, whether it's the food pyramid or my plate or any of that stuff. And when you, you know, that, that food pyramid was so screwed up that, you know, six to eight servings, if I remember six to eight servings of grains a day, four to five servings of fruit, three to four of meat and fish. Sweets were in there somewhere. One to two if, sweets. If you did that, what, what would your caloric intake be? Oh, you'd, you'd, I mean, you'd be, be like, well, yeah, you, you know, and it, again, like what the hell is the serving? It depends on the box. Like, you know, if I look at, if I look at a, you know, thing of Tostitos, is a serving 24 chips or is it, you know, it, it all, you know, they're, they're, it's, it varies everything. No one counts out at. the bag. Like they're getting up, like, well, yeah. eight chips is one serving and they put out eight <laughs> chips and then they close yeah. it and then like, there's your yeah. chip. <laughs> so what do you think as when you're getting a new client that wants to do this, what is their biggest like thing that like they have? Like, is there a, like a broad base of this is what their biggest obstacle is every time, or this is what's causing friction for them not to get over that hump or it's going to be the hardest thing for them to get over to have success? Uh, overwhelmingly, it's it's interesting because I would say there's two pieces of that. So the first piece would be um, a lot of people that I work with don't necessarily weigh and measure. And, and I'm not a huge fan of weighing and measuring from a long-term perspective. I like, I love the concept of intuitive eating but if your intuition led you to me, you shouldn't be doing intuitive eating, right? <laughs> right? Because that means that your body's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So I look at it more of like, all right, so let's let's redial in that focus of what a cup is, you know? Because we all let's use a cereal bowl for example. I'm gonna have a cup. I'm gonna have some cereal for breakfast. I'm gonna have some Cheerios because that's what my kids like. So what do I do if I don't measure that? I just I go until, you know, the, the Cheerios are yeah. like about an eighth of an inch from the top. Just to make sure and it's that just, yeah, the, so that so when I pour the milk in, yeah. there's only a little mound, right? <laughs> there's just a little island. And that's a serving, right? Yeah. And then it's like, well, I don't know. It depends. And, and it depends, like, even if we stay with the Cheerios family, if we look at, like, regular Cheerios, the yellow box, one cup, I think it's one cup, one or one and a half cups is a serving. But then when you look at the multi-grain Cheerios, which make you think that they're healthier because they have a higher sugar content, three quarters of a cup is a serving. So that takes you back to that six to eight servings a day. It's all over the place. Mm. There's no standardization there. So, you know, putting, helping people to get that perspective is a big piece of what I do because I work with a lot of athletes. Athletes in general don't eat like assholes 90% of the time, right. only like 30% of the time. So... But really taking and when you're eating, when you're like, I'm making good food decisions and it's like, great, but how be like, you can still overeat protein. You can still overeat starch. You can still, you know, you can still have too many sweet potatoes. Um, one client of mine, you know, literally all we did, it was, we just changed around, like we just fine tuned her, you know, kept exactly the same foods in her diet, but changed the quantities at certain times around her workout windows her sleep improved, her lifts improved. Like all of a sudden, like a, like a, literally a month later, she had a six pack and she's 
50 something years old. 50, yeah. She's 51, but I'm going to say she's 50 in case she listens to this. <laughs> um, you know, so it's, it was one of those things like I didn't, I didn't change any of her food, but we just fine tuned it to when she's having things right. around her workout windows. And all of a sudden, you know, she's like, I have a six pack. How the hell did this happen? And I'm like, you were capable of it. Yeah. We just had to, you know, fuel you optimally. Because a lot of people think like, well, oh, I got to do all this meal prepping and it's going to be so hard and all this stuff. I go, here's here's the simplicity of what I do. If I know I'm going to have a busy week and I'm not going to have the be able to do the variety that I want and spice it up a little bit, I cook like six pounds of chicken. Yeah. I get a bunch of vegetables that I either steam or I get the frozen ones and then I use the Instapot mm-hmm. and I go, you get some sweet potatoes and some rice. Yeah. Uh, some almond butter and some avocados and that, that's all you need. You yeah. can make it happen with that. And you have a little I mean, bit of fruit I mean, you can even there. simplify that. I mean, y- y- real shitty week, grab a rotisserie chicken. Yep. You know, take the skin off. Yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, it's cooked on a rocket. Yeah. If you make and, all, if you make all the chicken like on a Monday, you just grab the, the chicken yeah. every and steam this, steam that, and then you, you go for the day. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's hard. It's just, I think, I think it's retraining people to think that you have to take, you, you need to take about twenty, thirty minutes out of your day to plan out your day. And if you go into a, your day with a plan of action, which I didn't never had before, I would just get going. I'm too busy to stop. Too busy to stop. And the next thing you know, either I didn't eat. Or I'm making a bad decision because I'm gone. My body's going into crisis mode. And then you're just like, I, I want to eat everything right, right now. And then you overeat the hell right. out of everything. Right. And then I'm at a wedding yeah. and there's like unlimited food. And, you know, yeah. and 99% of all the weddings I've been to in the past year, I've, I'm over in the corner eating my own food. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, we made a plate. I'm like, no, I'm good. Or yeah. if I know the caterer and I know they're going to have like perfect, like I can get yeah. the stuff and like their vegetables aren't sauteed in like a ton of butter yeah then i'm good to go yeah i mean and that's you know we started we started do it first my wife and i would do like a weekly menu and we'd literally take a day and we'd sit down we kind of look at our schedule like all right what what do we have that's going to get in the way of like regular like what do we have a, what do we have events wise anything nothing okay great pretty straightforward week we'd come up with our game plan and then you know we'd make notes like oh you know, Beth's doing girls night here, so I'm going to be having leftovers or, right. you know, like tonight I'm going, guy, the guys and I are getting together. So it's like, I don't know, I'll probably just have, probably just have leftovers because I don't feel like, you know, having, you know, spending a ton of time. So just pull something out of the freezer and eat it, you know, and then same thing with like kids swimming lessons, like just putting all that down on paper helps you realize like what's in front of you. So then you can, then you, then you can go to the grocery store and make some intelligent decisions. Like yeah. I, I ask every seminar I always do, I always say, how many of you want to lose weight? Count the hands. And then I say, and how many of you, you know, buy the same thing every week at the grocery store? And 95% of them have their hands up again. And I'm like, so if you buy the same thing you bought last week and you're not losing weight, <laughs> why are you buying the same thing? Right. Like, obviously it didn't work. I've gotten to a point where I am <laughs> kind of buying the same things. But right. I don't even have to make it. I know what I need. Right. You know, but, but it's, I mean, it's easy. It's, it's been, it was a year in March for yeah. you. Yeah. Since so we started I mean, we're together. creeping so, up on almost two years yeah. of so, doing this. I mean, and that's the thing is people ask me, they're like, oh, well, do you weigh and measure? And I'm like, I eat the same thing. Literally, I have the same breakfast 362 days a year. Yeah. So 
I don't have to weigh and measure my no. breakfast anymore. I've got that pretty dialed yeah, in. I've got this point. Yeah, I've got, I've got it. I mean, I still do the like oatmeal because I do the oatmeal just because I because just you gotta do, there's a, right. you gotta get it out of the container right. somehow. So, but um, I've just I felt like now that I have control of my nutrition, and if you notice, I haven't weighed in since the challenge. I know, and, and it's kind of nice. There's no I, reason to. I and mean, there's no re- like if for once it's like okay, I'm I'm kind of where I want to be. Yeah. So and if I feel like I'm not getting, but I know if I'm going to, I feel I have more freedom with my food now than I did before. Oh, yeah. Because now you can, again, like, you know, you you can open yourself up to like, even like the last challenge. We did this 10-day detox in the beginning and it showed a lot of people like, holy Christ, there's so many different ways I can prepare vegetables that I wasn't doing. Or I actually don't feel like shit after three days of doing this. Like, I feel pretty good. Yeah. And, and I, maybe I don't need as much protein. I've never had so many people be like, so can I have like lower protein? It's like, I don't know. How do you feel? Right. Well, my gym performance is great. Then you're good. Mine with the shit. I'm in a different story, you know? Yeah. You know, so it's like, all right, you know, and that's why, you know, you can't just, you can't internet like, oh, what do I need to do for nutrition? Right. Because for me, for you, you know, for everybody, it's going to be different in, I always joke around that I'm like, well, everybody's their own own pilot study. But but it's nice when we did this last challenge, and, and anyone doesn't really know what the hell we're saying in the challenge. It was a 42 day challenge, and we basically yep. stripped everything out and then brought it all back. Yeah. Eventually, but 42 days it was a 10 day detox, which is really uh, fruit and vegetable based. Very little protein. Very little protein and very low uh, very low caloric intake. And then we introduced the meats back in, but we didn't do any uh, artificial anythings. Yeah. Um, no, no sugar, no booze, no uh, preservatives. Yeah. So we kept it preservative. And it, it was cool because it was some people that I know that talking with the challenge, they found out what was making them not feel mm-hmm. good or something that made their stomach upset or something that they, like once you move, move everything, you start putting it back in, you find out what your body likes and doesn't yeah. like. Yeah. And some people found like, man, I have a hard time eating meat. I think I'm just going to start eating more fish. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't think anybody was like, well, I want to, some people were like, well, maybe I'll come a vegetarian. I'm like, there was a couple, but yeah. they are. And because they felt better and then that's cool. But that's like, I think if you're going to come into a nutrition thing, like come in and like zero everything out. Yeah. And then, and that's why and, I wanted to try it. Cause I've, I've, I've thought about that for a really long time, but being able to really, and again, like now that, now that I, I'm 100% in my own practice, I'm able, to, I'm able to do that stuff. Like, you know, not that, not that I, you know, Dan and Ellen wouldn't have handcuffed me on doing that before, I don't think, but you know, now it's, it's, it's different because it's a hundred percent mine and, and I have. Well, you're, you're also getting people that aren't just gym based. Right. That's, you know, we you were know, just gym based people and you got people that are just like, Hey, I lightly work out or some people I don't work out at all or yeah. very minimal like that. And that's. That's really interesting to see what how everybody responds yeah. to it. So, I mean, you that know? was, that was you know, the, every time I do a challenge, there's always changes to come to the next one. Um, you know, but the detox is definitely something we'll keep in. I'll make some changes to it to fine-tune it more. But it is, it's really cool to do this, like, 10 days. It's basically a 10-day elimination diet. Yeah. And then, you know, I had someone, when we added the gluten, when we added some starch back in, she found out like she can't have gluten. Yeah. It's like I literally had like stomach pains yeah. from in, and I was like, "Well, let's take it back out." Took it back out. I got an email the next day. She's like, "I feel a hundred times better." Yeah. 
She's like, this can't be placebo. And I'm like, no, no, keep it out. It's not. I'm like, you know, but a lot of times, like when we've been, when you've been exposed to it, you know, it's just like secondhand smoke. Like you don't realize, you know, if you grew up in a bar or whatever and you know, you know, I never smoked. And it's like, you don't realize the impact that it had until like one day you're like, man, I haven't been around that stuff and I feel great. Yeah. It's like, huh, I wonder what it was. And in my journey, when I started, I was, and I've said this before, I was, you know, obviously overweight. I think my heaviest, I was like 282 pounds. I remember stepping on a scale one time. I was over 280. I was like, holy shit. Um, I was on medications for anxiety, two different kinds of medications, and I was borderline hypertension. I was borderline um, high cholesterol, borderline everything. All my blood tests were, they were okay, but they were right on that verge. If I didn't make a change in another year, all the medications would come in. Mm-hmm. Now that I've done this, no more anxiety medications. I'm sleeping the best I've ever slept in my life. I've never slept this good. Like, I, even if I know, like last night, I was only going to get like four hours of sleep. I just had a long day, long night. But my quality of sleep from what my app is, was I still got into deep REM sleep. Yeah. So I've lost the weight. All my blood work is ideal. And even my doctor was like, I looked at your blood work from when you were 23 years old, when you first started seeing me. You're healthier now than you were when you're 23 years old. He goes, you're 45. Half of your life has gone by and you've actually gone backwards. Gone backwards. You've reversed your aging. Because if you look at pictures of me from the brand new sin days, and obviously it was heavier, but I look older. And I look tired and I just look unhealthy. Jerry doesn't believe he. It's hard. I showed him School of Rock. Yeah. The the section in School of Rock where you guys are. (laughs) And uh, he goes, that's not Joe. (laughs) I find myself unrecognizable at times. I mean, I'm with him myself, but looking at it and like, especially the photos I just put up. But it's like, that's that's what a good diet can do to you. And the exercise was an outlet for a bunch of other stuff. It's a combination of all the two, but it's like. I wonder if everyone did this, like, I mean, how many times have you had people come in, change their diets, do really well, and then all of a sudden they're off this medication, they're off that medication. Mm-hmm. They're, all these things start yeah. magically disappearing. Yeah. I and mean, you didn't like, take any medication. You just I posted, ate food. Yeah. <laughs> I posted the results from that client Yeah, like last week about his cholesterol. And the funny thing with that is he's actually... He's a CrossFit coach, or he was a CrossFit coach. He just doesn't have time in his schedule anymore. But, I mean, he's a fitness guy. And to have have those results, and again, like, he wasn't, he wasn't, he was like 220? And he's down to like one, what was he the other day, 177? Jesus. I mean, in, in you know, we're ramping up his training now for a 70.3, but it's, you know, it's crazy that all we've done is we really put a big focus on the diet yeah. and he's, he's at probably 45% carbs. Yeah. You know, he's, he's still crushing 2,500 calories and 2,500 calories is hard when you're eating like legit food. Like the other day I was tracking and yeah. I was like, Cause I've gotten up to twenty six. Remember, I was yeah, like, you're I was twenty four. Yeah, you're yeah, you like, but I was like, you're supposed to be like twenty seven, and you just couldn't hit it. I couldn't. And it, t- <laughs> it took me after that challenge. It took me. I'm finally up to twenty six now. Yeah. Twenty six fifty. It took me almost an entire month to get my yeah. body up to being it. And even some days, like yesterday, I was like, 
I'm 400 calories short, so I had this giant dinner. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. But I was like, I don't ever feel like ravenously hungry. I enjoy, I'm learning to enjoy. This was the thing. And I've told people, I go, I went from one extreme where I just ate whatever I wanted, drank whatever I wanted, and then I ripped everything out. And then I was hyper-focused on what I was in, in ingesting. And now I'm kind of going back the other way, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Being able, because there are some things I liked about it's the that. the intuition. And now I know, like, right. I can, hey, I can, I'm going to eat this. Yeah. You know, but my, if you don't do it a lot, your body's probably just going to burn through it so fast because your, your engine's cranked up. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, I, I was talking to a client who owns a restaurant and, you know, we were talking about it and we were talking about like when we were kids, how even as like a family, you'd go out to dinner maybe like once a month yeah as a family and it would be to like Dominic's or Spaghetti Warehouse. That's, like, yeah, right. That's what like, we did. We went to Dominic's, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like once every you, three months. Yeah, you'd get like this huge plate of food and, you know, he was saying, he's like, now people eat out every day. In sometimes all, all their meals, yeah, all their meals. And I remember, like, I had a client when I lived in DC that he ate out three times a day, and that's just he was a single guy. And he's like, I'm not cooking. He goes, I don't, I don't have pots and pans in my apartment. He's like, Why would I waste the money on them? You know, I make three hundred thousand dollars a year. Blah blah blah. I work for such and such a company, and I'm like, I don't know because how the like you don't, but you don't know what they're putting in your food. <laughs> I go, you, you know, you put nothing but premium gas in your Range Rover HSE Thank you. on 22s, but you'll stop at Boston Market as you leave here <laughs> right. and pick up That's dinner. what I tell people. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like that well, makes if you no want to work out, you want to work out and you do all this stuff, it's like, if you wouldn't take your Indy 500 car and go to Sitco down the street and put in you know, 93 octane, the car's going to run yeah. like absolute shit. Yeah. Same thing with your body. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, it's really as simple as that. Yeah. And it's, I, you know, the easiest way that, you know, you can, that I used to challenge people before I was like formally trained in nutrition is I would tell them, well, let's try just like a week of preservative free because that's super easy to do mm-hmm. from a planning perspective. It's not on execution. It's not, it's really hard, but a week of preservative free. So anything that contains preservatives, just take it out of your diet. What does that do? That eliminates packaged food. So now you have to go and you have to seek out real food. So instead of calling it a whole food diet, because, you know, you look at a box of Cheerios and it's whole grain. So you're like, oh, that's whole food, right? Sure. Um, You know, but you say, but there's preservatives in it. Obviously, like that's not how wheat's grown in circles. Um, You know, so you just, you know, and I would challenge people with that and they'd be in a training session. They'd be like, wow. Like when I sweat, it's like water. I'm like, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> like, so you're, that not what it's supposed out, to be? Right. you're not oozing out. You're not oozing out all just these like, things. But what got me thinking about it was when we were, when I was in college, probably the same with you with football, was after like a big kegger, our coach would always have us stand on the line and do sprints, and then he'd walk by and smell us. Yep. And if you smelled like booze, guess who was going to be running some more? And we I can, had, I can, I can tell that after a, like a week, like track. I have a, I have yeah. a I have a, I can smell it like sometimes after a weekend at CrossFit Syracuse. Oh yeah, when some of our younger members are like in there and you're like, "How was your weekend?" They're like, "Why?" I'm like, "Cause I can, I can smell it." Yeah. You know. I mean, the after after open party, go to the workout the next morning. Yeah. Because you know those are usually those were always fun. Um, 
you know, but yeah, you'll always, you know, the, the young, the, those young college kids, that's what we'll call them. Those young college yeah, kids. They'll get there. But I mean, I think as we near the end of this episode, I'm going to definitely have you back is that yeah. we need education better, you know, in, in schools, you know, for mm-hmm. all this stuff. And it's, I talked about this on my mental health episode, my first mental health episode, but it's like, we don't talk about that in school. And we don't talk about nutrition in school. And listen, math is important and English is important. And those things, science, are those are important. But you know what's more important? Your brain and your body. Because without that, none of those other things that you're learning are mean anything. So there should be, I, at some point, education should tip in a way that, you know, we have like a food eating class. Like how, how, to, how to learn about your nutrition, how to learn about your mental health. Something like home ec. Yeah. Oh, wait, we had that. They got we had it. I got rid of it. Um, but there's but, there's an issue with that, though. What's because, the issue? Because if you have, if we teach <laughs> kids the correct way to eat, right? And we teach them about whole food and we teach them about real food and we teach them about all of this stuff, then schools are highly, you know, they've got vending machines and what's in their vending machines, you know, Powerade. I mean, when we were growing up, it was very fine. Yeah, very fine. <laughs> we had a Snapple machine too. It was Snapple, great. Yeah. You know, it was like, so, you know, they've got those vendors. Plus, I mean, let's, if I look at Fabius Pompey's lunch menu right now, it is almost identical to what it was when I was there, <laughs> which was, I graduated in 99, right? So yeah. 20 years ago. It is literally, because we get, you know, because my kids are in the district and we're in the district, we get the, the newsletter that has it and it's it's the same. So now if we're sitting there teaching these kids, like you shouldn't be eating this garbage and then you, right. how are they going to go eat lunch? Right. So, 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 it so, starts, what, so what, what do you think? It, it, it has starts, to be at home. It, it starts. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's multi, it's multi-headed. So yeah, there has to be a huge emphasis placed in the home that, that in and of itself, we could talk about mental health is going to start in the home as right. well. And that's one of the biggest problems is there, there, there's not a lot that seems to happen in home anymore. No. Again, like we were talking about a few minutes ago, you can eat out every day of the week, and, mo- and a lot of people do. So, yeah, it has to start at home, but then there also has to be change within the upper upper echelon of the school system. Money. When they went, when, uh, once, once now, you watch Fed now, Up again, then you start got, thinking about all the money, the money that's involved. And there have been initiatives to clean up school lunches, but it's expensive as hell when you're feeding. Yeah. Fabius is small think 300 kids yeah. so when you're providing you know and you're and, trying to stay within budget so right you don't now have we've to got cut budgets and, yeah. do we want to you know are we going to cut right. teachers oh now we want to add another class so i went out i actually taught a class for uh out at fabius i did a, a one-day class on nutrition and it was it was supposed to be geared towards some kids that were more athletic um but i just kept it pretty basic and and i said you know Carbs, proteins, fats, like what they are, how they, what they do in your body, like what their role is in, you know, when you're, when we're looking at it from a performance perspective, where do you want to be in, Mm. you know, and again, we had 40 minutes to really try to talk about nutrition. So I kept it really, really, really basic, but you know, I got, I got a text message from the teacher and he was like, will you come back? He's like, the kids absolutely love it. And they were telling my, my sister's a teacher out there and my sister had said a few, you know, had said something to either, you know, to my mom and to me about it. And she was like, yeah, some of the kids were like, 
that was so cool. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's the, what's, that's what sucks is it's like, that's the stuff that kids want to learn about. Yeah. I mean, and, my, my daughter loves like, this is a typical Monday night when she's with me. Yeah. What do you want? Steak or burger or, you know, turkey. And a lot of times she loves a good steak or a good burger. So, or she likes bison. She doesn't know she likes bison or she likes venison. <laughs> she thinks it's just burger. Oh, but my, she'll eat my that. kids love venison. And then she'll eat, you know, a pile of green beans yeah. and a sweet potato and an apple. That's her dinner. And like, yeah, does she want a sweet afterwards? But she doesn't really eat that much because she eats so much for dinner. Their yeah. sweet is real basic. Yeah. But my, my daughter the other day, my buddy was over chocolate. and she's like, Daddy, can I have some Brussels sprouts? And my friend looks at me and he's like, did she just ask for Brussels sprouts? I go, yeah. yeah. And I warmed some up and she sat there watching TV eating a bowl of Brussels sprouts. Yeah. So like she's learned. I mean, she's battling. She's still a kid. So I mean, at, at some point I got to let her just be a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and not be on it. But for the most part, she's making really good decisions. But she also views it from myself and also for Christina, her mother. Yeah. We, 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 well, she sees Christina us being active. Be eating well. She is. <clears throat> she always is. <clears throat> so. Exactly. <laughs> She'll be listening. <laughs> but we'll, I'm definitely going to have you back. You know, yeah. we could talk about this all day, but. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, the kid end of it. Because, I mean, you know, I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Yeah. I mean, and that's like, that's crazy. Well, it's scary because, I mean, I remember going back it is before we wrap yeah. up is that I remember going to school and anybody's in our age in the 30s and 40s, like, I don't want to sound like this is bad, but like you, you only thought about like maybe one or two kids that were obese in school. Mm-hmm. And okay, and you think about how big they were. Okay, now I go into schools, and I'm like, wow, the kids that we thought were obese back then are nothing compared to what this is. Like this, and 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 the exponential amount of kids that are in that thing, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I I feel bad, and it's like, whoa. Our society's got, we have, we have to do something. I mean, I wish I could help all of them, but my only thing is to help my daughter and teach her and then, yeah. you know, just keep, you know, letting it reverberate out. And that's, and that's, unfortunately, I think that that's, again, when we, when we look at like the whole, the whole school system in and of itself is, is so screwed up on so many different levels, but you know, that's a, that's a big piece of it. And and again, like we can say like, well, you know, it, it goes, it, it always will go back to the home yep. and, and unfortunately with something like that, you know, Avery likes that food because that's, that's what, that's all that's, I have in the house and really. That's, and that's really like in, in, there's no Doritos in my sees. house. Yeah. And, you know, I always, I always pick on my wife because she'll, she'll still say it to the boys in every now and then like Beth will, you know, we'll give them something new and she'll be like, well, just try it. I'm sure you'll like it. Well, you're leaving that up for debate where a lot of times, like if I'm trying to get them to eat something that I don't think they'll really like, but I want them to try it. I'll be like, oh, I absolutely love carrots. They're my favorite here. Try one. Yeah. Well, there are now they're going into that whole like taste with like, oh, dad loves these instead of like, well, mom doesn't think I'm going to like this, you know, and it's like little things like that. And then you see the commercials that come on for whatever veggie straws. And they're like, oh, wait, I can have a chip and get my vegetables. Why would I eat those green things that smell weird, like broccoli and Brussels sprouts do? I want those, those taste, those are crunchy Mm. and and they give me all of my serving of vegetables, you know? 
So it's, it's big, man. Yeah, it's huge. It's you know, and it's 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 always and, and again until a lot of that end of it changes, nothing, nothing, no. unfortunately, going to so, change. But I'm, there'll yeah. be links in the podcast to your website to yeah. you and everything yeah. else. Obviously, people message me all the time, and I send them over your yeah. way and. And a lot of them fall through and some like it's, it's, it's not easy. Like starting a gym regiment isn't easy. Starting a, a no. this, this is hard. But once you get into it, like I can't imagine my life being any other way that at this point. So, yeah, I mean, and, and again, it is, it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's never, well, I guess I shouldn't say that it's, it's never easy to like make the commitment, but it becomes easier once it becomes part of your life. Yeah. Which is where you're at. Yeah, I'm fi- I'm finally at a point where I feel pretty comfortable about it. And like, if I, hey, I'm going to have a couple beers at the IBU, I got no problem with it. If I want a slice After of pizza, November. sober yeah, November, yeah, I'm, dude, that isn't happening for me. <laughs> dude, I did 42 days. Okay? Cheryl is on. Cheryl oh, told me today and she's, she's bartending. She's a bartender. God bless her. I tell you what, but honestly, like, in we'll we'll end with this. I I've told a few people this that um that you've sent over that we're good friends with is. I mean, that was my biggest fear when you first, I told Tyler when him and I were running a couple weeks ago, I go, when Joe first came on, I was like, I'm thinking like this guy's in bars every night of the week. I'm like, how serious is he going to get? And then it was like a month in that you would like, Hey, uh, so can I, is it okay that I text you this question? And you know, you had, they had sent something and I was and you're like, you know, I really want to make sure I'm doing well with this. And I was like, all right, this guy's a hundred percent in, yeah. right? And like, and that's how Cheryl is with, you know, our, we're doing this like mini challenge for sober November. Um, and, but I just remember like, I was telling Tyler, I was like, man, when I, when Joe first started, I was, I was hesitant because when, you know, you're in that environment and any time that you've got someone that works around alcohol and food and it's so much harder yeah. and it's like, if you can do it, then yeah. I'm. I tell, I tell everybody. I go. I'm more tempted than any one of you. I'm right. like. I'm in because, it every night because I can get and they free give food. You free food. Free booze. Yeah. I don't have to pay for it. Right. So you know. So you know what you know what it, is it, the, you it know. can be can be done. Yeah. Exactly. Add so. to Nike Ultimate Health and Performance. Check yes. out the links in the podcast. You'll be back. So thank you. My album pick of the week might be one of my favorite records of the past ten years. You know what? I take that back. Might be one of my favorite records of all time. Jason Isabel, Southeastern. The songwriting on this album is impeccable. Jason blew my mind when he put this record out. You guys need to know about him if you don't already. Uh, He was in a band called the Drive-By Truckers and then went solo, kind of eh, squandered in uh, mediocrity for a little while, had some great little albums, but eventually got sober, changed his ways, and he put this record out and it changed the game for him. He became one of the biggest artists in the Americana genre and the country genre. Trust me when I say you need to listen to this record. Click on the link in the description of this podcast and check it out. Let me know what you think. Jason Isabel, Southeast. Yeah.